Hello there. So a few days into 2024 and I get the chance to actually do my only my second ever trilogy on here. Another one is kind of like I've got my little three part Snow White, why Snow White triggers the snowflakes, which isn't the most positive thing ever. And, you know, now I've got my part three of why I think The Rock is the goat of pro wrestling. And, you know, now I'm saying it's going to be more of a positive thing, Mel, to be fair. There'll still be some negativity on it because I have to address the wrestling business, which, you know what, it's kind of just pushed me away as a fan for a long time. And, you know, as a long-term fan, I've been completely pushed away from pro wrestling for multitudes of reasons. But, so the, don't get me wrong, there'll still be some negative negativity here. There'll be some jokes too. I'm not going to promise they're funny though. You know, <laughs> you know it's me because I'm pretty unfunny. But whatever, I, I digress. But, you know, something happened on the first day of 2024, which actually got me interested in something going on, like proper interest in something going on in pro wrestling than than anything has in a long long, long fucking time. Well, when I say a long long fucking time, it's like maybe about two two and a bit years and things like that, but that's the only other thing. But, you know, that's still quite a long time, depending on what you think. But, you know, The Rock obviously appeared on Raw on on uh, Monday. Uh, did his appearance and basically hinted that he's going after Roman Reigns. Or not even hinted, he's basically saying, he's coming for Roman Reigns. And you start like, because you know the match is on now. It's going to happen one way or the other, somewhere, some point, very, very soon. It's going to happen. So, to me as well, and it's, it's caused a lot of discourse from what I gather. A lot of people are getting, are kind of like excited about this. A lot of people on other lines are like, Cody! And I'm just like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we talk about, well, you know, things like that, the, the, the wrestling fans nowadays. Um, so let me put it to you this way. When I heard about it, right, I heard, I've seen the little things going about on Twitter. I think it was Discussing Films Twitter account. It wasn't even a wrestling thing that I found it out from. It was Discussing Films Twitter account. Had the little, and they had the little clip on him uh, doing the joke to his, his, his way Jinder Mahal at the time. And he was like, sitting like, if you, if you were one of The Rock's movies, you'd be Baywatch, because nobody likes you or something like that. I can't remember the exact thing. And then Jinder Mahal does the, I've never seen Baywatch. He's like, hey, nobody's seen Baywatch. And I'm just like, <laughs> you know, that's like, that's The Rock. That's classic Rock. And self-deprecating humour as well. Brilliant to see. I re- I, and to be fair, I actually kind of, I've, I've seen Baywatch a few years ago. I didn't hate it. <laughs> that's maybe the nicest thing I could say about the film but you know funny enough speaking of which you want know, to talk about getting celebrities involved in wrestling uh, uh, Zac Efron was a co-star in there I mean uh, it would make so much sense to have Zac Efron get involved in Wrestlemania wouldn't it you know with Iron Claw and all the, all the build up with it all the goodwill that's came from that would make a lot of sense you had Mickey Rourke be part of Wrestlemania all those years back after the wrestler came out so just a thought just a thought, mother fucks. Just, uh, just saying. But, you know, here's why this actually kind of was special. You've actually, when when I was seeing this and, you know, like, uh, I, I was like, oh, when I seen the thing on the front, I was like, right, okay, I'm going to have to watch this promo on YouTube. You know, And, of course, I did it as well. When he came back, he, he did a little appearance of September and done his promo, on, and I watched that on YouTube as well. And something kind of was like, I was kind of like, when he'd done the whole thing about, like, 
did his whole spiel at the end when he says he's going out to, to get something to eat. Will he sit at a booth? Will he sit at a bar? Or will he sit at the head of the table, which is obviously the reference to he's about to challenge Roman Reigns. I was kind of excited. I was kind of like, yeah, I want to see that, though. And, I, and to be honest, I've no real interest in Roman Reigns. <laughs> I've seen some of the stuff from his title reign and things like that. It's been, what, three and a half years. From what I gather, everything that always happens is in his title matches is somebody interferes and he wins. That's basic. But people, they've got people saying, oh, the bloodline storyline, it's such an amazing storyline. I've seen the whole thing with the trail of Sami Zayn because the last full wrestling show I watched was the 30, I think it was the 30 anniversary, 30 year anniversary of Raw last January. And I was, and, I, and that was the week before the Royal Rumble. And I was like, all right, th- is this going to do anything to get me interested in the Royal Rumble? And I was like, no, it didn't. And I seen the whole trial of Sami Zayn thing. And I was just like, people were raving about this. And I was like, eh, you know, eh. And why have we got Paul Heyman there doing the same shtick over and over again? To be honest, I think we know why we got Paul Heyman there because I remember he joined uh, Roman Reigns at the summer of 2020 and Brock Lesnar was away for like, a year and a bit, so it was basically to give Heyman something to do. It's just it's like, right, talking about overrated, but whatever. Hopefully, though, going forward, we can get some for The Rock burying Paul Heyman on the mic because that would be glorious. And Paul Heyman, one of the most overrated, not only mic workers, but people in the wrestling business. I've, I've mentioned this before. People literally blame Vince. The same people who big Paul Heyman up so much say that Vince Russo killed WCW. When, how can a writer who doesn't sign the checks kill a company? But Paul Heyman, who literally signs the checks and was in charge of the money for that company, let it go out of business. And as far as I'm aware, to this day, still owes people money. But he gets a pass from the... You, you see what I mean? Why I wanted to get away from the wrestling community? You see what I mean? You know why these people just make no fucking sense? But I digress again. And you know... You've got the rock, and you know, like the promo itself was fine. It was great. It was the rock doing his shtick, whatever. It wasn't. It's not going to go down as one of the all-time classic rock promos. Only like twenty years later, you can sit and watch it again and go like, "Oh, that was funny." And you could do that from a lot of the stuff from that Judera, and even the more of the more modern stuff as well. When he came back after, I think it was about twenty eleven or something, when he started doing more regular appearances and things like, it's not on the patch, it was even like the rock concert, where he'd done for Cena, it's not as good as that, it probably wasn't as good as the rock concert he'd done when he was like, ripping the piss out of Vicky Guerrero, I'm not saying it was that good, but you know, it was fun, and it was entertaining, you know, I was entertained when I was sat and watched this, so, you know, um, so there was that, because it actually, because, you know, I kind of just gave up on wrestling, like a couple of years ago, after a two and a bit too, I almost gave up completely about two and a half. I remember eliminate. it's not Elimination Chamber, Extreme Rules, I think it was 2021, was just the straw that bo- broke the camel's back for me. I hated that show of a vengeance. And I was just like, no, I can't really do this anymore. I can't. And then, you know, and then even like certain things were happening and I just wasn't interested in getting back into it. The only thing that kind of piqued my interest was when I heard Austin had a match for Kevin Owens at Wrestlemania a couple of years back I actually watched the clips on YouTube really enjoyed it, did a recording about that about how Stone Cold recaptured some of wrestling's lost magic as well, and the only times I've really been talking about it in the last couple of years is if it's stuff to do 
from the past. I, I heard, I've seen a couple of their Trish Stratus promos. I don't think I watched any of the matches, but you know, I watched a couple of our promos. I was kind of like, and I don't know, it's time to show some love to Trish Stratus. I was happy about Stacey Keebler going in the Hall of Fame last year. Again, done a little recording about that. So it's stuff from the past, which is kind of the thing. But this, this match, though, we talk about that. It's, this is the match, though. I mean, it's it's so obvious, like Rock versus Roman, the Samoan family dynasty, everything like that. It just all fits. It just some. It's the perfect storm that we've kind of been waiting for for a while. A lot of people have, and it's like this really is a perfect WrestleMania main event because you need something special, not something you've seen a million times before, or not, or even lots of times. If you can get a once in a lifetime, this is a probably going to be a genuine once in a lifetime, not like the WrestleMania 28 thing, which was amazing. And then they kind of ruined it a little bit a year later, just so they could get Cena the belt back. It was like, ah, uh, right. So or at least we'll let Cena win this time, but this time it's for the belt. And I was just like, yeah, okay. And there was there was a great deal of effort put into that. <laughs> that builds up to that, unfortunately. This could be special. This could actually be something that would get me more interested. Certainly. If I hear The Rock's appearing, I'm watching all these segments. I'm watching. All, I'm not watching the shows. I'm not watching sitting through it. God knows how much hours of WWE television or whatever. But when I hear his segments or if I'm readily available on YouTube, they're getting watched. And I'd like to watch this match now. This isn't me saying, "Oh, I'm going to watch whatever pay per view it is," because I don't really want to go back to the WWE network. I've had it. I've not had it in a just over two years. I, I was roughly just after that. I, I think that was. When I cancelled it, it was just after that. I was always a floating subscriber. If there was something on, then I'd put it on whatever that was going to watch. But then I've I've not subscribed to it since then. That shitty Extreme Rules pay per view. Um, and I don't. And you know, if it's WrestleMania, it's going to be essentially two nights I'd have to sit through. And I'm just like, nah, I don't really want to sit through that much wrestling. You know, <laughs> you know. Um, I know that a lot of some of the thought is apparently they're doing an elimination chamber in Australia in February, which is a big deal as well. They're actually, if you want to do an international pay per view, you make a big and they're doing a lot more international ones, not just the Saudi ones, but there's been the UK ones as well. And things so you know, good idea, well run business off screen and things like that to do things like that, do it because you get hot crowds as well that actually really appreciate because they don't get saturated the way that the US market has done for the longest time. So it makes sense. Some people are saying, just do rock and roll in an elimination chamber and let Cody have his moment. And I'm just like, yeah, you could do that. I mean, you could. And you know what? In the grand scheme of things, doesn't really matter to me because I won't give a shit once rock's gone anyway. So what you can do what you want. So, But um, to me... You've got that a genuine once in a lifetime thing, and a, an actual genuine proper storyline with Rock and Roman Reigns that you could do, it. and that is the match you would do at a WrestleMania, to me anyway. I mean, I suppose in theory you could do Rock and Roman at Elimination Chamber, and then have Rock still be involved at WrestleMania. You could do that, but you could do it the other way about and do something else like Roman, whatever Roman's doing, and then Rock comes for him. Who knows? Who knows? In a way, it would have been... Uh, in a way, I, I don't think he'll be in the Royal Rumble or anything like that, The Rock, because the perfect way... If you're going to bring him back unadvertised, then the perfect way to do it is just have him come out at number 30 at the Royal Rumble and then that. Unless they were worried that March would hijack it 
And yeah, because of the smelly neck beards that fucking populate a lot of the wrestling business now. It's like the wrestling fandom. It's like there's a chance they might actually hijack it if he came in and won it at the end. Because they'd be like, Cody. But uh, while it's the general audience, the the general audience, to be fair, there's not a lot of the general audience left. I mean, I know people talk about casual fans. There's all these people, and I mentioned this before, anti-smarts and YouTubers that say, I'm a casual fan. But they talk about wrestling 24-7 on YouTube and on Twitter. It's like, that doesn't sound very casual to me, mate. Doesn't sound very casual to me. I wouldn't even call myself a casual fan. I've barely watched any fucking wrestling in 20 years. Not in 20 years, sorry. In two years. (laughs) I'm a 20 years plus wrestling fan. But that's why I wouldn't say I was casual. Because I'm not hardcore. But Chris Featherstone's got a good term a bridge fan the bridge between the genuine casuals not these stupid youtubers and the 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 hardcores i would say i'm more of a bridge where i can sort of i can sit back and say i'm not a proper casual even though i don't really watch it anymore anything much to do with it anymore but i'm not a hardcore either because i've got other interests movies are my main interest i've got but wrestling will always have that little special place in my heart because there's been some great memories over the years and The Rock's been responsible for so many of them. So, to me, this is actually quite exciting. You've actually done something to get me excited. That's, and I kind of thought that was gone completely. And even, like, the, the the appearance in September didn't really get me excited. It was great to see him and everything like that. Watched it on YouTube when I heard about it. Did the little recording part two. But I was kind of like, yeah, he's not going to be there next week or anything. It's not going to lead to anything for God knows how long. So, whatever. <laughs> but now you, chances are we know the match is happening one way or the other whether it's Chamber or whether it's Wrestlemania it means we're going to get more rock appearances and if it's Wrestlemania chances are we'll actually get even more appearances because you know that's much further down the road so that's much more interesting to me you've got people and the Cody Rhodes thing like, like we're going to get into the negativity and things the Cody Rhodes thing I like, at the end of the day I remember when he was in AEW, there was a lot of WWE hardcores that I was more in the wrestling fandom at that point. We're going on about how this guy, they were mocking this guy, saying he's doing promos, ending, wanting to end racism. But now the WWE hardcores fucking love this guy as soon as he jumped ship. And to be honest with you, the only reason why I think a lot of the WWE hardcores just love this guy is because he was the first to jump ship from AEW to WWE. I genuinely think that. I mean, I think as well, MJF. There's all these talks that he'll end up coming over. I've not seen much of him, but I've seen that promo when it was like being like a fake edgelord saying, fuck you, Tony Khan, and all that. I remember that a couple of years ago. And I thought to myself, what the fuck are people raving about this guy? I know some people like to do that thing when that gif on Twitter when he says mid. Well, I'm sorry. Even Colin, the, the M in MJF stands for for mid and even then I think I've just overrated him by saying that because he's not mid he's shit he's a poundland mez from what I've seen and speaking of that talk about fallen standards I hear people going on about this Eli what's it Eli Drake for TNA is now a big star according to the marks in WWE he's like oh this guy's amazing he's incredible I remember thinking as well Seeing Eli Drake and TNA, I mean, LA Knight now he's called, right? I'm not saying he's shit or anything like that, but I never thought there was anything great. It was just like, it just seemed like a tryhard. It just seemed like a there was. It didn't have the that Poundland Rock, again. That's what I would say. Kevin Nash was right about this guy, by the way. I heard about all that. 
Kevin Nash was right about this guy. I'm just saying, because... I've seen I I I've seen like in the 30th anniversary and I did praise him actually. I remember doing that in the review saying he was actually pretty good in the segment with Undertaker and you know the late Bray Wyatt and everything like that. He was actually good in that segment. I'll I'll say that, but I don't think he was amazing or anything like that. Anything incredible. And I heard about because what I get the gist of what's going on mainly on Raw because I still listen to like the the Vince Russo Chris Featherstone the, like Legion of the Raw reviews because they entertain me. I mean, I get the gist of what's going on. I, I get the gist less of what's going on in SmackDown because I don't really listen to any much reviews of that. So I, I, I don't really know that much, to be fair. But, you know, I remember they mentioned something. LA Knight had a, a promo with The Miz, and I was like, you know, it got my curiosity. I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll have a look at that on YouTube. And to be honest, Miz smoked them. Miz was so much better than him. And I'm just like... Why are and he was talk, calling them flavor of the month and I was just like yeah because that's what happens flavor of the month I'll tell you one thing that's uh where that's going to help cunty roads because that's what I like to call him because he seems like an insufferable little cunt let's be honest which is probably why a lot of the hardcore wrestling fans love this guy because you know they can relate to him in that sense because they're insufferable fucking cunts too let's be honest but this guy one thing that probably helped him is that he didn't win the belt last year because they'd have turned on him mark, mark my words they'd have turned on him by now. Because it happens all the time. The people that they want, it's like years ago, what was it, uh, 2019, Seth Rollins. They were like, oh, Seth Rollins, we need him, blah, blah, blah. he's great, amazing, have him beat Brock at WrestleMania. He wins the Rumble, beats Brock at WrestleMania, and a few months later, they're booing him. Towards the end of the year, they're booing him. But they're, and, 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 you know, and they completely turned on him. Drew McIntyre, I remember as well. That's uh, Drew McIntyre. They were all like, "Oh yeah, have him, have him win the rumble and do I think it was twenty twenty. Have him win the rumble. Have him win the belt and beat Brock Lesnar." And then it wasn't so much way it couldn't be booing him because it was just like the Blunderdome back then. Um, but you get you can start to see as well, like um, even on Twitter it was more like, "Oh, Drew's boring." And I bet you any money it was a lot of the same people that were wanting Drew to win the f the fucking belt that were saying that. So, you know, the same would have happened to Cody if he'd have beaten Roman last year. They've just del delayed the inevitable because he'd have been getting booed by SummerSlam this, this past year. I guarantee you. Guarantee you. But whatever. I digress. It is what it is. So, you know, have, but points be made. Oh, the other thing. Uh, as, so this kind of showed you how out the loop I was. I didn't even know Survivor Series was happening the night it happened. It just like and uh, well, I think it was. I think they do them on a lot of them on Saturdays now. The Sunday I happened to look on Instagram on the and I follow the TNT Sport account on there, and it was like and there was a picture of CM Punk at WWE, and I was like, ah, there you go. <laughs> I was like, I just, it kind of just dawned on me like how out the loop I actually have been because I was just like, oh, I didn't even know Survivor Series was on, and there was CM Punk there. And to be fair, I did watch a couple of his promos, and yeah, there. Were, I, I know I agree. A lot of people, it, it was quite pandery. The first promo was like, oh, I'm home, guys. When it was like two and a half years ago, I did remember I did actually. The only AEW review I've ever done was the night he was on there. And he was saying things like, yeah, I left professional wrestling when I went to the WWE. I can't remember the exact thing. But now he's like, oh, I'm home now. I mean, I don't, to be fair, he's in a much more professional environment because AEW is an absolute shit show from what I've seen. 
I don't, and I don't just mean a shit show as in the shows are shite because I've never, I never really sit through any. Just any clips, anything I hear about is always crap. That was another thing. Edge, one of my favourite wrestlers ever. I heard about him going to AEW. Haven't watched a single segment there because you know what? I'm just like, it'll probably be shite. <laughs> it probably will be, but there you go. But the point I'm making is this is what made the Rock thing the other day special to actually get me interested and actually get me thinking about. Like, I'm not going to sit through entire shows again. I'm not going to talk about wrestling a lot on here. I'm not going to do full reviews of shows or anything on here. But you know what? The Rock done something pretty special. I thought I was almost gone completely, but. There was just that little spark there. And you know what? And it rekindled some nice little memories in that sense. Uh, so there you go. That's just my thoughts there on that there. Thank you ever so much for taking the time to listen. And speaking of YouTubers, these are actually good YouTubers as well who don't really do things anymore. But I'm going to rip off their bit. But I'm going to at least credit them when I say this. In the words of the Smart Busters, fuck Cody Rhodes. <laughs>